Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Thank you for joining us for this video and podcast on justice in the Bible. And our guest for the series is Nika Spalding. Nika is the resident theologian at St. Jude Oak Cliff. And it's always a pleasure when Nika joins us for these videos because she has so much expertise, she has so much knowledge, and she's so gracious to join us and share that with all of you. So Nika, as we think about justice in the Bible, I'm really aware of the fact that it wasn't too many years ago that I really became aware of how prevalent the theme of justice is in the Bible. And I think it took me a number of times of reading through the whole Bible and writing a Bible study on the Old Testament prophets that I was really overwhelmed with how important justice is in the Bible. So in this particular video, which will be the first one of three, Nike is going to talk about defining justice for us so we know exactly what we're talking about. What is biblical justice, Nika? Yeah, such a good question. And I love that. I think if you spend any time in the prophets, you can't help but learn about justice. And so that's often a place where I send people is to the minor prophets. But, you know, when we hear the word justice, it's so interesting. Okay, this is such a one-on-one thing that I know your Bible teachers will want to know is that you might hear a word and there might be like the normal English vernacular usage of that word and what we mean when we say it. But then there's words that have their actual biblical infused meaning. And justice is one of those words that these might be two different things. And so when people hear the word justice, usually what comes to mind is they think like justice department, cops, you know, court cases, sort of the penal judicial system in America today, which isn't necessarily wrong. But the biblical definition of justice is so much bigger than that. And it's a lot more comprehensive word um, that really has a lot to do with how we relate to each other. And so the, the biblical word for justice, it first shows up in the Old Testament, and it's the Hebrew word mishpat, which is fun to say, mishpat. Uh, and it's, it's really a word that is, Tim Keller, I think, says it best. He wrote a book called General, Generous Justice, and he says it's giving people what they are due, whether that's punishment, which is sometimes what people are due but also protection and care. And so that little last piece, that idea of you give people what they're due. And sometimes someone breaks a law and what they are due is some sort of punishment, right? I mean, there's, it's a good thing that God disciplines his children and there are punishments for lawbreakers. But justice in the Bible is also making sure that the vulnerable, making sure that those who are most likely to, to face injustice, the widow, the orphan, the poor, the foreigner, all of them, it's giving them the protection and the care that God wants for them. That's also a part of this biblical definition of justice, this all-inclusive idea of you treat people the way that God would have them be treated and you give them what they are due. And of course, every person's due goodness and rightness and equity and all these things. And so 
that that word mishpat justice is a really big idea in the bible that shows up from genesis all the way to revelation literally from beginning to end um and you can't really define justice mishpat if you don't also define the word righteousness because those two words go together all the time in the scriptures and so that word righteousness it shows up in the old testament hebrew as the word sadaka and it's a really simple word like we always think of righteousness in the new testament context where it's like oh jesus's righteousness becomes our righteousness and you go okay yeah but what does that mean like what does righteousness mean for us in the old testament and sadaka in the old testament really just means treating people with equity regardless of their status regardless of their gender regardless of their socioeconomic class regard like treating people as if they are actually made in the image of God, treating people the right way, no matter what, whether they are in a, a class lower than you, a class above you, whether they have the same ethnicity as you, regardless of who that person is, that you would treat them rightly. And so those two words, justice and righteousness, the reason why they hold hands is because righteousness is this ideal, right? God's like, hey, deal rightly with each other, have righteousness in the land around you, treat everybody with equity. But what happens is, we're sinners. I you know, hate to break the news to everybody, but we don't always do that. So what'll happen is this is how we should treat each other. But what happens is an injustice will take place. You know, we don't treat someone fairly. We don't, we don't charge them the right amount. We, we fail to protect or care for them. Justice is the means by which we restore that righteousness. What are the steps that we take to bring either those who broke the law toward punishment or also the vulnerable who are now hurting? How do we bring them the protection and care so that everybody's back to this ideal which is righteousness in the land um, and so those two words are really important to i think any christian's understanding of what it is that god wants for us in how we deal with each other uh, and so the reason why i say they they need to go together is they actually show up together in the scriptures over 80 times 80 times so when you see these like justice and righteousness and so uh one of my favorite times that we see them show up together is in amos 5 24 and it says let justice flow like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream and in other words like god wants this this equity this rightness this goodness to go together and it shouldn't be in small doses but like a river like a rushing river this is what god desires for his people and for the people that are part of his kingdom so righteousness is broader than just the righteousness jesus gives us it's also the way that we act and the way that we treat other people that's exactly right yeah and obviously it's not less than what Jesus gives us. You know, I think that's an important part of the understanding. But if we would expand that out, because what happens is so many times we talk about righteousness as if it's just an individual thing. God has made me right through Jesus, which is true. But what does righteousness lived out mean? If God is making us like his son, what does that look like then in our relationships with others? Not just in our relationship, like we are made right before the father and the son and the spirit through the blood of Christ and, and the indwelling of the spirit. But that horizontal then relationship, if we are made right, like Christ is, how does that look then in the rest of our lives? And we see that picture in the scriptures because it's what God wanted for his people from the beginning. They, of course, fail over and over again. So then Jesus shows up and shows us exactly how to live that perfectly righteous life where he treated everybody with equity, where he treated, you know, you see him with like the lowly and the vulnerable. Like I was just reading through the scriptures the other day where, you know, the children in the ancient world are just so not important. And then here's Jesus being like, no, let the little ones come to me. Let these ones come and have their faith. And that's an embodiment of what righteousness looks like. And so when Jesus goes to the cross, dies, rises again, and his righteousness becomes our righteousness, the outworking of that 
is how we relate to people, whether, you know, whether we like them or not. I think that's the hard thing too, is so many times we, we like to be kind to those who look like us, act like us, talk like us, but the scriptures are calling us to, Hey, even for difficult people, even for the vulnerable, even for people who don't look like you, even for people who you don't have anything in common with, are you able to treat them rightly? And when there's an injustice, are you willing to take the steps to then make it right again? Because that's what Jesus would do. And we, of course, want to be like our savior. Recently, um, I was part of a group that was studying the Sermon on the Mount. And I'm actually writing my own study on it at this point. And that's one of the important things in the Sermon on the Mount is to understand that when Jesus talks about righteousness there, he's talking about how you treat other people, how you live in this world. It's not about us having Christ's righteousness, it is about us acting in ways that reflect who he is, because he is righteous, and he is always just, Mm -hmm. and so I appreciate your bringing up how that goes together all the way through the scriptures, so that's great, so so now as we move to the next video, we'll take that definition with us, yeah, So I really invite you to join us on the second part of this series. The video is going to be about Old Testament justice. And as Nike has already mentioned, it's really important in the Old Testament. It's really everywhere in the Old Testament. So this is a, if if you've not seen it, if you're not aware of that, this will be a really good video for you to watch. So thank you, Nike, for joining us in this. And I look forward to our second conversation. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.